It's not only the stories in the past, but it's also the promises in the future that we can take to the bank. On this episode, we're going to look at promises that we have from the Bible that we can bank on about Jesus. On this episode of Inverse. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Welcome, everyone, to this final episode in this section that we are studying on the, on the concept of unity. And we've spent week to week to week. It's been a long journey, hasn't it? Sure has. And it's been like I've been here like all, all year with you guys. <laughs> um, anyway, let's have a word of prayer and uh, we'll get into the study. Jared, can you pray for us? Sure thing. Father in heaven, thank you for the opportunity to study and discuss. We pray for your spirit to move upon our minds as we reflect on your word in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Let's go to 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 13. And uh, Siku, can you read that for us? Let's see. 2 Peter. Chapter 3. Chapter 3. Verse 13. Verse 3, 13, yeah. And it says, Nevertheless we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Yes, yeah, so we've covered a lot of aspects of, of unity. We've talked about relationships, talked about corporate bodies, how the church works, uh, unity in worship. Or I don't know. I'm thinking out loud here. You guys remember? Unity in broken relationships. Church, relationships, <laughs> church. Um, unity in doctrine, unity in the past, and unity in how creation. And I mean, all these, all these different aspects. And, uh, and, and reflecting upon the last 12 weeks, it's been a, it's been a good study. It's mm-hmm. been a good study. And now this lesson, we're looking at in the future, what are some promises that we can bank on? Some things we can totally lean all of our hope and all of our, uh, our, our, our peace upon. So, Kelly, I want to ask you, what is a promise that, that, that you, uh, that uh, prophecy or something in the future that, that mm-hmm. you really rely upon? Uh, one of those is in John chapter 14. John 14. Yes, John 14, 1 through 3. Probably one of the most well-known passages about Jesus talking about um, mm-hmm. him coming back. Mm-hmm. It says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, that where I am, there you may be also. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this because... Jesus is giving very practical examples of like, I'm, I'm preparing for you. I'm going to come back. And I like that tagline of like, if I wasn't, like I tell you, I'd mm. no. mm-hmm. <laughs> I would, I would be honest with you guys. Um, and I like the verse one of let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me that there is a hope, even though this hope is not yet realized, mm-hmm. even though it's not yet experienced, it has the power to give you peace in your heart even mm-hmm. now. And to me, I think that's because you're, you're realizing that your current situation is not eternal. God mm-hmm. is eternal. Heaven is eternal. Joy in Him is eternal. But what we have here, disunity or struggles or whatever it is, this is not eternal. So let's, let's um, I mean, you're getting there, but let me, let me, let me, I don't know. I'm just having a hard time connecting. Um, we, we've talked about how God can help us in the present, present moment. Mm-hmm. And then this verse is like Jesus is it's, it's alluding to the future. So what are those aspects that are not resolved yet? Is it that God is powerless now or is it we're on pause or 
What, why the future component? What I think was the because hope for? There's, well, there's a journey we have to go to to get there. Mm-hmm. So there's other parts of you know people choosing God or not choosing God, the gospel going to the ends of the earth. These are things that have to happen before mm-hmm. the world can end, as it were, and Jesus can come back. Mm-hmm. So I think Jesus is saying, like, I can tell you the end game so you can have hope in what's coming. It's not there yet, mm-hmm. but I can tell you exactly what's going to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and here in John chapter 14, we have Jesus is talking to his disciples. He's about to be separated physically from them. And he's promising that there will be a reunion that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but this isn't just for the disciples who he was physically with, because there is a, a separation that happened between God and his people. In Genesis chapter 3, we studied like right at the beginning of the season that uh, when you see God walking in the garden in the cool of the day and he's calling out to Adam, the familiarity of, of the way he calls to Adam, it, it intimates at that God and Adam used to hang out, mm-hmm. right? They, they, they spent time in each other's physical presence. Mm. But when sin comes and, and disrupts that unity, that union that God and mankind had, then, then there's this divide that has been brought. And what Jesus promises is that one day, God and mankind will be reunited. The family that God okay. had instituted from the so this beginning. This is a face-to-face be face physical unity that, that Jesus is alluding to. Right. Mm-hmm. So we have that spiritual unity now through the Holy Spirit, but the actual bodily face-to-face um, encounter with Jesus will happen. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, like Paul right. says, you know, now I see through a mirror darkly, but then I shall see, you know, face to face, like mm-hmm. that face to face with Jesus that we can't have because of sin. Mm-hmm. The beauty is that one day we'll be able to have that. Mm-hmm. Amen. Sure. So Siku totally stole the words out of my mouth. <laughs> so, but but I will I will add that I think just by nature of living in this world, uh-huh. like humankind chose sin, mm-hmm. and the natural result of sin is broken relationships. So living in this world, fragmentation is inescapable. Mm-hmm. It's an inescapable reality, and that comes because God, in His love and mercy, has given us free will. Mm-hmm. We have the ability to choose, just like the disciples had the ability to choose to surrender themselves, to come together, to seek God together, and they had this powerful unity. Yeah. We have the, the, the privilege of, mm-hmm. of choice, but we can use that choice to do whatever I want to do. And, and sometimes that, that can break those relationships apart. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's part of this world, not that God's going to take away our free will, mm-hmm. but when he comes, he's going to be essentially um, taking back home with him those who chose him yeah. of their own free will. And the natural result of that is in eternity, that, that harmony that comes among his followers. Could there be, let me throw this question out, could there be a, uh, we place our hope on the second coming, yeah? But could there also be a, a misplaced hope on the second coming mm-hmm. in the sense that, hey, I don't need to be right with Callie. The second coming, Jesus is going to make it right then. So I don't want to do anything now. And I don't have to overcome any of my bad habits Mm -hmm. or that's legalism. And I'm I'm just going to live the the way I'm going to live the... I'm just going to be myself. And then when Jesus comes, he's going to be like sprinkle some, you know, righteousness powder. And I'm just going to be ding. So I think that 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 misplaced hope breeds a type of dangerous fatalism. Hmm. Like I step back, God does whatever he does, and and I don't necessarily have a choice in the matter, or Mm -hmm. I don't have any responsibility in the here and now. Mm -hmm. And it 
Well, let's go, Kelly. <laughs> An example I see is in my relationship, so with my boyfriend. So we're in a long-distance relationship. He is in Kenya. I am in the United States of America, very mm-hmm. far away. And I think about it, so I'm going to I'm going to see him soon. And I could just be like, well, I won't talk to him now, and I'll just see him when I see him in a few months or whatever. So we don't talk. We don't have a relationship. And then we see each other. It's like, okay, but we don't actually know each other. Like, what's going on in your life? Mm-hmm. I don't actually have a relationship mm. with you anymore. And I also sense it sometimes, kind of confessing, I'm sorry, David, um, is if he gets on my nerves, like, well, I can just turn off my phone. Like, I don't, I don't have to talk to him because he's not face-to-face. Mm-hmm. But that's not actually having a relationship. That's not fostering closeness. And so in order to even enjoy the time face-to-face, I have to enjoy the time that I have now as right. well mm. right. to build up to that relationship. So it's a blessing being together mm. and even having what we have far apart. Because you may see him face-to-face and you realize we were not really good for each other. Yeah, and then you it might have face-to-face maybe a breakup moment. That would be really First bad. Oh, and that's, that's going to be a reality for some people. Yeah, it's If true. I can continue this analogy. Yeah. It's okay. I mean, we're not going that way, but it's okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and that's exactly that's precisely what I was going to talk about in John 17 when Jesus says this is life eternal right so the the hope that we have of eternal life in the future actually begins right now yep. right so I want to go to heaven I want to be with Jesus because I want to be with him even now I want mm. to spend time with him have when I have I my yeah when I have devotions when I when I worship I want to have that relationship with Jesus now and that relationship will be even sweeter when I can see him face to face. You know, so mm-hmm. that's that's really what what gives me the hope. I want to see him because I love him now. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you want to see someone you don't even care about? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think the, the larger, uh, if we can take a lesson to a, another another layer, is that it's cool when we hang out with a group of people who all have that same hope, mm-hmm. that our trajectory is all aimed at the same punctiliar moment in time, mm-hmm. and that's also a unity. That This is going to be a weird, no, nah, I won't use your analogy, but we're all <laughs> hoping for... Can for, I see David? Yes. <laughs> and I'm going to see David too, and you're going to well, see him. Well, right, I have, an, I have another out. one. I have a good okay. friend who's going to get married in a few months, mm. or next month actually. And we, we talked recently, and I was like, yeah, how's it going? How's the preparations going? Like, we're excited. I'm one of her bridesmaids. And so we're, we have this mutual excitement for her wedding, so we're all looking forward to the details. So mm-hmm. it's, it's bringing us together and planning and being excited and things like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, okay, I, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. Welcome, so it's not only, all, <laughs> only seeing Jesus face-to-face, but at the second coming of Jesus, there's also going to be something happening that is also a, 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 a point of hope and, mm-hmm. and something to look forward to. Let's go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. First Thessalonians chapter 4. 1 Thessalonians. Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians mm-hmm. chapter 4. This is chapter 3, at least my version. Uh, <laughs> verse 13 ah. through 18. And Siku, can you read that when you get there? Okay, 1 Thessalonians 3. Four. Chapter four. Chapter four. Verse 13 through 18. Verse 13. But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, mm-hmm. with the voice of an archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus shall we always be with the Lord. Therefore, verse, yeah, go ahead, verse 18. Comfort one another with these words. Yeah, awesome. so there is a lot of future promises here yes. that coincide with the second coming of Jesus. What are some of those promises? Jared? Well, 
one of them, uh, and this hinges with what we talked about earlier with the second coming of Jesus, because this, this reunification happens at the second coming of mm. Jesus. But as you were reading, Siku, I just circled in my Bible here the word together, mm-hmm. because you have those who died, you know, they've gone to their sleep, Jesus comes back, you have the voice of the archangel, the trumpet, they're coming up out of the graves, mm-hmm. right? You have those who are alive and see Jesus coming, like I'm getting goosebumps, right? Mm-hmm. You see, they're, they're standing, seeing Jesus coming, and the Bible says that they're caught up together in yeah. the clouds, and they meet Jesus in the air, and they go on to be with God. Mm-hmm. Um, so you talk about you talk about unity, you talk about the restoration of relationships, you talk mm-hmm. about death which has separated so many families and all of that is going to be reversed in mm-hmm. this moment yes. when you have loved ones seeing each other again after mm-hmm. long years of waiting, husbands and wives who've, who've buried their significant others, parents who okay. have buried children and having that, that privilege of just seeing them come and connect and mm-hmm. entering mm-hmm. into life eternal with Jesus. Mm-hmm. When we come back after the break, we're going to look at this promise a little bit more in depth and what hope it brings to a community of believers. Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Hey, welcome back, friends. We're looking at this promise of the resurrection at the second coming of Jesus. And what hope does that bring? Where's the resurrection? What, uh, Jared, what, what's, 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 what's the contact point there? Um, I, if I can launch into a story, I <laughs> just recently, this is just a couple of weeks ago, I buried a friend of mine. Mm. Um, Sorry. One hear. of the most difficult uh, funerals that I've ever been a part of. And I wept through the whole thing and I was able to tell stories of crazy memories that we had together and you know he wasn't that much older than I was and mm-hmm. he just s- suddenly passed away while sitting on the couch with his wife. Mm-hmm. So this, this puts this into real life, mm-hmm. right? We can talk about it, we can talk about theory, right. that some day, you know, in the far-flung future, all of a sudden everything is going to be, you know, made right again. But when, when you're in the process of experiencing grief mm-hmm. and you have consoled widows yeah. and children who are never gonna see their, you know, th- their father until, you know, this moment and they're yeah. living their life with this nagging ache that something is wrong. Mm -hmm. Like, I love the idea of the second coming and that Jesus is going to set everything right Mm -hmm. again. And Mm -hmm. that includes the restoration of these relationships and people reconnecting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's real. I mean, there's a bond. I mean, the the community has something to hope for together. They're mourning. They still mourn. There's still sorrow, but there is something to to move forward together on. Mm -hmm. Um, And for me, my my grandmother, I mean, even now, at at the time of this airing, typed time of this taping, uh, my grandmother is, she's 92 years old. And um, she has, she just lost consciousness. Is she still alive? So my mother had to rush over to South Korea and she's there by her bedside. Wow. And she goes in and out of, of consciousness, or I don't know what the, the term is. And uh, one time they would actually play my voice uh, from a recording from one of these episodes. Mm-hmm. And my grandmother would just, just you know, come back, you know, mm-hmm. and, then, and then she would so, so, so slowly, you know, lose it again. And there's something powerful about 
having this common belief that in that hospital room, and for those of us relatives who are away uh, uh, on the other side of the world, even should she pass away, mm -hmm. I mean, we'll, we'll be horribly sorrowful, but we're okay, you mm -hmm. know, because we're looking forward to that time. And we look at some of the other members in that room who don't have that hope, who don't mm -hmm. have that system. And, mm -hmm. and I don't know if a Bible study is right, is, is appropriate at that time, but they want, they don't know what, what keeps us sane. And, and mm -hmm. there's a certain connection with people of the same hope and an and, and absence of a connection with others. Mm -hmm. And I think this is where, this is not a metaphysical theory. I, I love what you just said. It's not something abstract. This is real life mm -hmm. about real death. Yeah. When, um, when I was about 12, one of my cousins passed away from, from cancer. Mm. And um, she, you know, she was slowly getting sicker and sicker, so she knew she was going to pass eventually. Mm -hmm. And um, she made some videos for her family to play at her funeral, mm -hmm. which I'm sure as you can imagine, was very, very emotional. Wow. Um, but one video she played, she made for her brother Kent. And she just said, you know, you're the best brother ever, and I love you so much, and I'll miss you. And her name was Cherie. And she's like, this is Cherie signing off for heaven. See you guys like, see you guys at the end. Hmm. Um, but she was so happy because mm -hmm. she's like, I'll see you guys soon. I know I don't get to live this part with you, but I have hope. And then I remember him sitting next to me just crying. He's like, yeah, I'll see you soon, Cherie. I'll see you soon. Mm -hmm. And so it is, that is that sorrow, but it's so bittersweet mm -hmm. because it is tinged with like, but I will see you sure. when Jesus comes sure. back. Mm -hmm. And one has to think about if we didn't have this hope, what, what? What is the alternative? I don't, I don't know, man. Don't, there, there, there is no hope. There is no hope. Let's go to Revelation chapter 21, because I think this is an appropriate time, because we need to go to Revelation Amen. 21 right now. Yeah, Amen. for sure, man. And Revelation 21, <laughs> verses 1 through 5. I know where you're going, and bro. Siku, you read the first two passages, so we won't call on you. And, Can I read them? And, uh, oh, Callie, Callie needs them right now. I want to read them. So read verse 1 through 5. <laughs> All right, Revelation 21, 1 through 5. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, also there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Mm. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. Amen. Amen. From that, yeah. pro that's another wonderful promise. Mm -hmm. there. Awesome promise. What's what's the what's the if we put that in a vita mixer mixer? What <laughs> what, what comes out? Siku? I mean, it's it's what we read the very first text that we read in Second Peter chapter mm. three, mm -hmm. that this is a promise that God makes that there will be a new heaven and a new earth, and I love that it's not just that there'll be a, we'll be reconciled with each mm -hmm. other. Mm -hmm. Yes, and that's awesome, but you know, being reconciled on a sinful earth. It'd be awesome, but you know, you're still going to be struggling together. Mm -hmm. But it's not just 
uh, our relationships that will be restored because it's not just our relationships that were affected when sin entered the world. Mm -hmm. The very ground that we walk on was affected by sin entering the world. Mm -hmm. And this, the relationship that we have with nature around us was affected when sin entered the world. He said thorns and thistles now are going to come up where before they weren't thorns and thistles. And God is saying that he is going to restore not just our physical bodies, mm -hmm. not just the relationships we have amongst ourselves, but he's going to make everything new, even the, the earth, the heavens, the new heavens and a new earth. Mm -hmm. And um, if, could I reference Isaiah yeah, chapter sure. 65? Um, the Old paints, Testament, yep. Yeah, it paints a, a beautiful picture of what happens. Isaiah 65. Isaiah 65, when this restoration comes about. 21. Yes, sir. I'll read there, verse 21. They shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall not build, they shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For as the days of a tree, so shall be the days of my people, and my elect shall long enjoy the work of their hands. Hmm. They shall not labor in vain, nor bring forth children for trouble. For they shall be the descendants of the blessed of the Lord and their offspring with them. And verse 25 too. Verse 25, the, the wolf and the lamb shall feed together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox and dust shall be the serpent's food. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountains, says the Lord. It's like a, a, a shift, a fundamental shift, even in the very nature of nature, right? Mm. Like where before you, you're scared of lions, you know, that they're going to come and devour you. You're, mm -hmm. you're, you're afraid of snakes. And you're saying all of these things that now are harmful and hurtful in all of nature, everything will be refreshed. Everything mm -hmm. will be made new. So we're not afraid of our environment any longer. There's... there's when we think about symbiosis, that symbiotic relationship, Whoa, uh -huh. and we think about <laughs> <laughs> right, that, 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 that harmonious working together, um, that he's going to restore even that, even in nature. Mm -hmm. I, love, oh, I love this verse. Let's bring this parts out. Um, Jared, like, what will life be like in, in this new world? Life will be stable. Stable. Okay. okay. Now, when I was, I don't remember how old I was. Maybe I was 13 years old. My parents were divorced, okay? Mm -hmm. And what that did, we had just recently moved to a large city here in the, in the United States. And then we moved again, and then my parents divorced. And then sometimes I can remember moving twice in a year mm -hmm. and bouncing around to different places because you have one home to two different homes, you know, two di you know, socioeconomic instability and all of these different, different problems. So I look at this and saying, you're going to live in a house a long time, long enough for you to plant the trees that are going to grow up mm. and bear fruit. And you're not going to plant and then have to move and somebody mm, else yeah. comes in and eats that fruit and they get to enjoy it, but mm. you're not going to get to enjoy it. God says that there's going to be a, 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 a stability there. And, and for someone like the background that I come from, and I know that there we have viewers that, sure. that have, you know, and some of us on this set, sure. right, that, that have that same type of experience where you're bouncing around between mom and dad, um, that just means so much to me. The beauty of that, that stability and continuity and really safety is mm -hmm. you're in God's house. Mm -hmm. I love that word stable that you, that you yeah. mentioned. Um, the, what, I, what I'm gravitated towards is verse 23, they shall not labor in vain. Mm -hmm. You see in other parts in, in Isaiah, like why do you labor for that which is not bread? Why do you labor for that which does not satisfy not? 
And here, you know, we, labor is a part of life. And this is very interesting. We will labor in, in, in heaven. Right. But that labor will be, will be profitable and it will be good for us and part of diligence, not for, you know, economic sakes or whatnot. But I just love it. It will be worthwhile. You will enjoy the work of your hands kind of yes. thing. Yeah. Amen. Kelly? Another aspect of heaven is, going back to Revelation 21, if I okay. could, um, is in verse 4. Um, it's Revelation, Revelation 21, verse 4, yes. so I guess. Flip quickly, quickly. Go for gotcha. it, um, And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Mm-hmm. There shall be no more death, nor yes. sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Yes. And it's really that last sentence. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. There are so many different kinds of pain. Hmm. Um, but like all of it, nope. None of it's going to be there. So the pain of disappointment, the pain, the mental pain, physical pain, relational pain, this, like, all these different kinds of pains, mm-hmm. none of those will be there. And it's, that's why, because all the former things have passed away. Mm-hmm. God has made everything new. And that is, it's crazy to me that it's, you know, it's stable, but it's not going to be static, mm-hmm. right? So there's a dynamic, a part of heaven of we're still growing, we're still learning, we're still laboring, but not in vain. But it's no longer painful mm-hmm. because we still have, we have expectations of God, but he fulfills those. We have relationships, but they're a blessing. We have service, but we're all selfless. Mm-hmm. So all the bad parts are taken away and all the good parts are still there and even heightened by the selflessness that pervades all of heaven. Mm-hmm. And that is insane I, <laughs> and beautiful. That's awesome. <laughs> there, there, it reminds me of what you're saying, and I'm totally tracking with you, of this <laughs> verse in Malachi chapter 4 that says that we will grow up like calves of the stall. Okay? Mm-hmm. So it, break that down. That, <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Like we're not going to be calves. <laughs> okay, we're not going to be cows. But we're going to we're going to grow up like calves of the stall, right? So the the implication is yes, there's going to be growth. There's going to be ma- going to be maturity. Okay, I, I think so you could infer, yes. you know, uh, you know, in a well-fed calf that grows and grows from its you know frolicking around in the in the um, meadow to. Um, growing up into a mature animal, there's going to be development and deepening and thinking about that growth, Mm -hmm. number one, with my personal relationship with Jesus, Mm -hmm. because I'm going to live and dwell in his presence. Mm -hmm. But more than that, with with all of the other redeemed Mm -hmm. um, and being able to share in that. And I mean, it's not going to be, hey, we're there. Okay, we're bored. What are we going to do now? God is a relational God. He exists in himself, in the Trinity, as as a relationship within himself. So mm-hmm. I just see this, this growth, this deepening, um, mm-hmm. and I think it's going to be an incredible experience. And, and mm-hmm. that, that, that th- this is what Jesus came for, not just uh, in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 10, that the dispensation of the fullness of the times that he, meaning Jesus, might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him. Mm-hmm. That God's, Jesus' purpose, you know, when we think about the cross, sometimes you're like, oh, he died for my sins, you know, and that means, you know, he washes away my sins. But Jesus' death on the cross means way more than that. It means mm-hmm. he can bring together peoples, you know, from different backgrounds. He can b- bring bridge relationships that have been broken. He can bring together even nature, mm-hmm. all of creation, and he can refresh new heavens and new earth. Mm-hmm. Jesus' death on the cross means all of that, a unification, yes. not just a, f- a shallow one, but like 
a broad and all-inclusive unification mm, yeah. of all things. Wow. On that note, we'll have to conclude our study on the concept of unity. It's been a long 13 <laughs> weeks, but we have concluded on this hope that the Bible points to that is all encapsulating, that affects our relationships, it, affects, it impacts our history and our future, it impacts those who are with us and those who are not with us. Hopefully you have that hope in your heart. And if you haven't, make the Lord Jesus Christ your personal Savior now. That is a commitment that we'd like to make here on our panel and pray for, prayerfully you as well. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next week on Inverse. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jared Thomas, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by the Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible. Until next time, this is Inverse.